everybody. I missed you so. I am recording this actually on Christmas. I know I do so many ahead, but this one I needed to get off my chest. I wanted to just jump right into it and, and, and talk about, since it's probably going to be the last episode of this, the year, I needed to push every episode back and just kind of give you my take on my 2024 um, because it's been a weird year. Um, I will say until this past month and a half, it's probably been a very bad year. A few deaths in my life, especially one major one. Um, she was family to me. Her name is uh, Miss Johnson, um, Cynthia Edwards Johnson. So I'll dedicate this episode to her as well. Um, I lost her some months back. Um, I haven't talked too much about it, but, you know, she was someone who, who meant the, the world to me. She was a, a mentor, um, someone I really looked up to. And she was a, a real teacher of mine when I was in high school. Um, and uh, we, we had many arguments and, and, and many just just thoughtful and, and um, just very good conversations that were very productive. Um, she, she taught me a lot and always kept me on my toes. Um, she was just this like strong black woman with us, this like just high energy and just super intelligent, multiple master's degrees. And, um, she, yeah, she really meant a lot to me. So losing her was really hard. Um, my friend Sue Ellen, she lost her dog, Maggie, who's a golden doodle. Um, I always loved that dog as well. And of course I love Sue Ellen and there was a few other deaths in my life. Um, but it just, it, it really was a year where I was just feeling low and and I just didn't feel like anything was 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 working. Everything I just I kept running into walls, and I kept wanting out of the job I had, and I couldn't figure out how to get out, and I kept making excuses. Um, and this is gonna be the last time I talk about it. But um, there was an incident between me and one of the higher ups, and they fired me. Um, I didn't find out to many, many uh, weeks, months later that it was for harassment, which I thought was embarrassing because of all the advocacy I do, um, all the anti-bullying and um, just, you know, motivational speaking for uh, mental health and, and suicide prevention and whatnot. Um, and so after, I mean, I, all I did is I refused to lift over 300 pounds and we got back and we got on the phone just, he overstocked the truck as he always does. And I said, I wouldn't live as the short version. Um, but I refused to. And then I questioned his leadership. I never harassed him. I didn't even curse at him. And I have before, but not, not in this particular time. Um, and when I got back, the CEO was waiting for me, and they had an Uber on the way, and, and it was, adios, goodbye to you, fella. And, um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't pleasant. It felt really, really wrong, um, really debilitating. I, I really was feeling really depressed that day. Um, tears were in my eyes and just anger in my face, I'm sure. And, um, and then the next day happened. Um, this is probably around August, no, no, I don't, I think it was October this happened, I don't know, no, September, it was September, okay, um, in September, and, um, 
I, I, the day after I got fired, I woke up the next morning and I was talking to some people and, and I, I said this thing that came out of my mouth and I was shocked when I said it. I said, this is the best thing that could have ever happen to me. And short term, this is going to hurt me more. Long term, it's going to hurt them more. And I was saying these things, and again, I, I've never been the most optimistic person. But all of a sudden, I started to develop some faith. And I started to say these positive affirmations, and I'm just like, what, what's happening? And then as these four months of being laid off, I started to, one, develop more faith, but I started to use these techniques and how to make myself a better person and, and, and heal physically from all the, the, the lifting and the laboring I did, um, all the, you know, all the hard lifting work that I, I had at that point participated in for eight and a half years. And then mentally, I got to just kind of download all the things that were just stuck and I got to just push out all the, 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 the sadness and the anxiety. And I said, okay, I have a lot on my plate. And I would every day just kind of try to look for jobs. But I just I had this overwhelming feeling of like, you know, things are going to be okay. And I had no idea why things were going to be okay. I re- I, honestly, I'm, this is not, I'm not trying to make anything up. I really had no idea where in the hell I was going. But I had this feeling that came over me that was like, it's going to be okay. No matter how rough it gets, things are going to be okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and now mind you through this whole process, I wasn't, I was putting in my time, but I wasn't seeing, I kept checking my unemployment every week and maybe even twice a week. And I never saw, it just kept saying, you know, pending, pending. Um, so then <clears throat> I started developing these techniques, and, and so one of them was, I I have found this, I had this whiteboard on my, this dry erasing whiteboard that's on my um, wall, I've had it before I even got the apartment, I saw it when I was in a restaurant, and they had like their specials up there, and I'm like, I want to get one of these for the apartment, and I did, I put it up, and I used it every so often, very sporadically, but nothing, I wasn't really um, using it like I should, and then this happened. And I started writing on it. And on the left side, I drew a, a line down the middle. On the left side, I, I wrote eight goals that I want to um, fulfill in the next four years. And Because I like even numbers. Six seems like too much. I'm going to see if I can remember them all. Get a job. Um, take my advocacy to the next level. Um, boost the podcast. Um, fall in love. Um, what are the other ones? Get in shape, cure brain fog, uh, new house, and heal my eyes. That was the last one. <clears throat> now, throughout, and oh, and so on, on the right side, what I started doing is anything that go on that went on the board on that right side was a daily task. And if I put it up there, I had to do it. So whether it's something mundane is just, Hey, text so-and-so, tell them, hi, hey, how are you? Whatever. I might just, it'll just probably just say text mom or whatever. And then I, you know, I'd put dishes and, um, you know, clean the bathroom and do all this. And sometimes I'm like, well, I don't want to do a whole lot on this day. So I'm going to split it up and maybe today is clean the bathroom sink. Tomorrow's clean the bathroom toilet. The next day, clean the bathroom tub. Whatever, but I'd get it done. And yeah, I procrastinated some days. 
but most things I, um, I, excuse me, I, I pursued it. Um, I also worked on exercising more. And I don't remember, yeah, get in shape, I said. So I started going to the gym a little more, started exercising because it was one of my goals. So <clears throat> um, I, I wanted to try to get at least some progress on all these goals or most of them. And obviously at least get a job at the end of the year, at least fulfill one of these um, goals. And um, and so I just I just started to do, just started using little techniques like this to just try to make me more disciplined. Um, and it, it, it made me stronger. It really, really did. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and act like I didn't feel like wavering at all throughout this. It, it got a little rough, and, and my grandma was super anxiety-ridden to where she had to go on medication. And, you know, I, I felt like I had the most faith in me than, than anybody. Um, but I had a lot of friends who kind of kept me grounded, I'm forever grateful. Um, a lot of people checked up on me, including the people that still work at, at other employer that I won't mention. Um, and so I, I just kept holding on. I kept trying to fix myself, kept trying to heal myself. Um, and a lot of time had passed, months and months passed, until where I eventually got denied my unemployment after 16 to 17 weeks. And it was there because of harassment. Um, I guess I, I can, I can talk about it. Yeah, I'll talk about it. So this is, this is December 25th. This was last week or this past week, excuse me, December 20th was my unemployment appeal. I show up anxiety ridden out the ass because it's like, I don't, this brings up a lot of bad memories for me. And I really, I really didn't want to do it, but at the same time, I wanted to tell them and look at them in the face and let them know how much they're screwed up and how I never, ever back down. I will always fight people like them. And uh, I'll get into a, another situation that kind of um, strengthened this particular day. Um, and so I wanted to look at them in the face and, 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 and just say, look, Thank you for the opportunity many years ago, even though you guys weren't the ones that hired me. Those people are long gone. Thank you for the opportunity because I needed you. Eight and a half years ago, I needed the opportunity. I was really low. Uh, I was desperate. I needed something. But the last so many years, I didn't need you. I needed you for the fact that it, it helped bring out my voice and my leadership, my inner leadership. And I was able to fight and and, and fight for those who didn't feel like they had... Um, a voice themselves and it brought out the podcast and it really really made me stand tall and constantly push back and fight the you know the evildoers and to fight the ones who just continued to corrupt the situation corrupt that company and when I got there I sat there in the waiting room and time and time went by and I knew we were past the the set time of one o'clock and the referee judge comes out and says, hey, Timothy, come right in. Or she asked me, if I, I'm assuming you're Timothy. And I said, yes, we get in there. They never show. So now a lot of weight was lifted off my shoulder because I knew at that point it was pretty much over. I probably had won, but I wanted to still say the things I needed to say. Mostly, I, I, you, know, I, I, you know, I let off the pedal pretty much halfway through, but I also wanted to state that 
you know, it's over. I'm just, I'm not upset that they fired me. I'm not upset that they fired me unjustly. I'm not upset that they let some weasel tell a lie and make things worse than they were and you took his side. I was upset that you fired me and took the unemployment knowing how much it would affect me, kick me while I was down, and you're supposed to be the protectors of the visually impairment. Uh, visually impaired, excuse me. And um, they wanted to make it hurt. And I thought I gave them eight and a half years, a, a, a good ride, enough to where I, I put enough time and effort to where I thought I at least deserved that. I, I didn't hurt anybody. I didn't say anything that's really out there. Um, I just pissed off one of their workers who doesn't deserve the job he was given. And he was only given it because of friendship, not because he deserved it. And so I questioned their golden child and I, you know, he's not a person that has a backbone and can defend himself. So they had to get rid of me because of they're protective of him. And that's cool. I don't care. I really don't. I promise you. I just didn't like the way they handled it. And they could have just, we could have worked something out in the end. But the thing that came from all this, one, I'm, I'm very grateful that they fired me for a multitude of reasons. But one of the things is, uh, before I get into the next step, is I really realized when this was all over, how much this unemployment appeal, this victory, vindicated everything I said and fought for while I was there. Because I questioned myself all the time. I always started to wonder if I was the bad guy. Maybe I really was the unhinged person, the erratic person that they portrayed me to be. Um, because I did curse out a few people. I did go at them for a, for a plethora of things that were ridiculous. Um... And I always wanted certain things. I wanted, and I never asked for a lot. You never heard me say, I want more money, I want this. I always wanted to be an advocate. I always wanted to bring together the visually impaired and the sighted people together. I wanted, I didn't want the segregation. I wanted it to be a much stronger, united company. And they never gave me that. They never supported the podcast. They never cared. And it, 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 that's the one thing that sticks in my crawl is that I never was able to make the difference that I wanted to there. So, rewinding a little bit. Um, about a month and a couple days ago, I I sent out an email. Well, no, it's well before that because that's when I started working. But let's say about two months ago, I sent out an email. <clears throat> Maybe even two and a half. Sent out an email to this company said, I'd love to work with you. I don't even know if this job would even fit for me, but I knew it was a place that did hire people with disabilities and looked and, and did advocacy and things. And I didn't really know what I was getting myself into because I also saw on there a lot of the qualifications that they desired. Um, they weren't mandatory, but they were, they preferred it. Um, and it was certain degrees and all these, and I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. But I, I, that's why I wrote a note that I would love to work with you regardless of this. And I get an email and saying that they want to talk and this would be a job interview. And I said, oh, great. And what ends up happening is, is we can go back and forth a little bit. I end up calling him at the HR guy and he's just like, hey, you know, yeah, we still have this meeting. Here's my number, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And uh, I show up, and of course, nothing could go smooth, right? I get in there, 
And I think it was one of their volunteers, and they just ignored me. They wouldn't talk to me. And I'm like, no, my God, they're going to make me late. I came 15 minutes early, and I can't find anybody to sign me in. But finally, someone comes around, and it's like a minute after. And I'm like, please, just let John know I'm here. And she's like, I'll let, you, I'll let them know that you've been here the whole time. It's just whatever. I said, okay. So John goes, hey, come on. Um, well, hi, Timothy. And, you know, let's go back to the um, this big boardroom. I'm like, okay. And as he comes in, the CEO of the company comes in, and they head to the tech department, who, gosh, I don't want to spoil it yet. And so we get in there, and they're asking me a bunch of different questions, but one of the first few questions they ask me is about the podcast um, and, and all the advocacy and stuff I've done. And I'm like, dumbfounded, like, you care about that? Like, oh, okay, and I'll tell you the story, boom. And as we are, like, going through it, she starts throwing away a lot of the questions because she realizes, like, this is what she wanted from somebody. Um, I found out a lot more later um, that I'll fill you in con- contextually, but it was it, it was just this 45-minute meeting that I'm like, is this a job interview or is this like, I don't, I don't know. And at the end of the job interview, she goes, I would like to give you the job. And I'm like, okay, that'd be cool. Uh, and she starts, you know, laying it out for me. And she's like, you got to pass all these clearances and whatnot. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I get out to the car, and um, I'm, I'm ecstatic. I'm happy. Um, you know, my money is kind of starting to drip down. I was able to, well, I'll get into that too. And so I, I'm I'm just happy. And so everything they asked me to do, I just get it done as immediately. Boom, done. Clearances took a little while. I had to get a fingerprint scan and just background check and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, I get a date. The week after Thanksgiving, it kind of got pushed around, but we finally came to terms on, okay, after Thanksgiving. And, um, holy hell, I'm like, yes, let's go. Um, I start, of course, my anxiety is fired up. Now, I still have this unemployment appeal in the back of my mind, because um, this is right around when I found out about that. I think it was a week before, and I still have the Kentucky stuff over my head, if I remember, I'll try to get into that as well. And so I start working. I find out from my CEO, who's an awesome person, that, you know, a lot of my job is based around advocacy and helping people with disabilities find employment. And if you if you remember, if you if you follow this podcast and you, you listen to my voice and you've heard me on many, many occasions, repeat myself on how 70% of us are unemployed and how I think that's an atrocity. Um, the, uh, the, the irony, the full circle of me becoming a, a disabled, a, a person with a disability who's unemployed, who becomes a person with a disability who's employed, who will be helping unemployed, disabled people find employment. That's full circle, people. Full fucking circle. <laughs> and uh, I've been working there for over a month now. Um, everyone's very friendly. Um, I had this trip to Harrisburg, which I'm going to have some people on from that trip. Uh, some guests. Where Misty, oh, I said her name, but it's okay. I won't say her full name unless I have her on the show. But she takes me to Harrisburg um, with this guy named Tommy, who is a paraplegic. 
and I'm in a room with all these other paraplegics and all these other people with disabilities. And we're sitting there, and then there's these people up front with the suits in suits, and I have no idea what this is about. She didn't tell me anything. And as this little conference or whatever you want to call it went on, it I told her it was a metaphor for my vision because it, everything started off very blurry and hazy, and then I, it started to become really clear as as it went on. These people would go up. And they would say these oh-so-powerful speeches on losing their service hours. And the people I found out up front are the insurance people. And the rest of these people are the ones who have these service hours, the, the caregivers and, and whatnot, who come to their house and take care of them. And they're, they're slowly removing them and decreasing them to the point where it's not manageable, it's not livable. And um, they're up there pouring their hearts out, talking about some very... Um, emotional and, and, and to some degree embarrassing and, and, and just grotesque things that most people probably wouldn't talk about unless they were at, at their bottom or they felt like, the, you know, fight or flight. That's all they had left is to fight. And they're talking about their, you know, catheters and their, their colostomy bags and being found in feces and all that. And they're just telling these beautiful stories that I'm emotional. I'm getting emotional over and these stone-faced individuals up front are just looking at them like, yeah, well, you know, I mean, I'll look into what I can do, but I mean, I can't make any promises type bullshit. And then I got debriefed. Uh, oh, before I finish that, I should close this up by saying, at the end, after all the crying and the anger, um, the two most beautiful things for me that came out of it was that there were so many people in this room men, women, black, white, other ethnicities, other, most disabilities were represented. And we were all there for the same common goal and it didn't give a shit about, we didn't care about what the other person looked like or what deformity or whatever they had or didn't have. We cared about each other. And the second part of it is to add on to that is we went to a deli, pulled up in there with all these people, wheelchair, it was so cool. And, and, the owner was really nice. And we pulled up in there and we, we ate food. We laughed and cried and, and more laughed than anything. And high five and fist bumped and hugged and said we loved each other and cared about each other. And then we went home. And uh, that was so powerful. And the next day, me and Misty debriefed and she filled me in everything. And I found out she did it intentionally. And I thought she did. Once, once the day went on, I was like, I think she did that intentionally. Because she was, I think she was also testing me to see, you know, whether or not, um, if this is, if I'm serious about this and, and you know, claiming that I'm an advocate, are you an advocate? Because these people are advocates. This is this world that you didn't know existed. You advocate in your own way, but are you really serious? Are you really about this? And I'm like, Hell yeah, this like woke me up and I don't get excited for things. Rarely do I. And, and anyone who I told this story, everyone knew I was so about this. And it was like, this is exactly where I needed to be. But I will, I will to kind of wrap this whole job venture up. And, and you know, we got a long way to go because I just started. I'm going on my fifth week. <clears throat> so when you hear this, it'll be my fifth week. Actually, it'll be my sixth week when you hear it, most likely. Um... Yes, because it'll actually be 2024 when you're going to be the first one. So forgive me. Um, 
yeah, so to wrap this all up, when it comes to um, my previous employer, that job showed me a lot of things that weren't, you know, it, it, it was unsettling at times. But it showed me the other side of all this. And I needed to go through that to get to this job. All this was set up and I couldn't see it. No pun intended. And it was amazing how all this played out the way it did. And how I took out some money out of my account just because I, I don't like to go below a certain amount. And I wasn't struggling by no means. I want people to know that. But I didn't, other than the hours that they owed me for, my PTO, and other than my disability, I had no extra money coming in. So I want people to know that. And I still had to pay my rent. I still had to do it. And I made it, like right now in my account, I have just about the same amount when I got fired. Now, I've gotten paid since. But I kept myself afloat the whole time. I hustled and I did what I had to do. And I, I was, I'm so proud of myself for this because I was, I'm a spender. And, and other than, you know, I really took money out because of Christmas and stuff. Um, and now with this unemployment appeal, um, once that money comes in, probably in the next week, I'm putting, not only am I putting the 800 I took out, I'm putting a thousand to just, because when I put a thousand in, I put a little paper clip on it and I throw it in the box. That means it's completed. So now am I doing that? Now I'm putting 800 plus two. So I'm putting a thousand in, I'm doubling it with another thousand. And then the rest, I'm just going to pay my credit card off and buy myself something nice because um, I deserve it and I, I fought. And, and man, the back end of this year has just been so special. It really has. It's, it's Sometimes it's really hard to see certain things because there's so much like just rubble in the way. So much destruction. There's so much negativity and, and, and fog. And... It's hard to see on the other side of town where you're like, man, over there, there's a party. It's beautiful, you know. It's you know, as they say, the the, green, the grass isn't always greener, but some places are there's some green. It's hard to see that green until the smog goes away and that you know your your anxiety subsides to some degree. Um, and that's the thing. When I said all about those goals, I'm still working on getting myself in shape. I'm still working on curing my brain fog. Um, I'm still working on all these things, including Kentucky, which is part of healing my eyes. And I've run into so many walls with that. But this company is helping me fight them. Um, and it's just been on this journey of, of struggle, man. And by no means am I in a place where I'm like, oh my God, life is a thousand times better. No, but it's better than it was four months ago. Um, this job has changed a lot for me. And um, it's, it's turning me and, you know, it's got me into a place where I know I'm meant to, to land here. They are offering me anything I want. And I'm so grateful. So damn grateful. No matter what happens, I will always have loyalty to this place and um like i said so much has changed and 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 i'm absolutely evolving and things sped up a little bit and i was I was still able to have a good christmas and spend time with my mom and my grandma and my my friends who are also i consider my family um 
you know, I still have the adorable bullet who is actually not here right now. I don't know where he's at. He must be sleeping in the bedroom. Um, able to get him whatever he wanted. And it's just, I just been able to just let loose and, and, and just kind of let some of the anxiety out. Um, especially with this unemployment thing that really took a lot off my shoulders. And so now Kentucky and even some of the anxiety of learning this new job has, is going away. So I still have stresses. I still have certain things that are over my head, um, like waning over me, but things have gotten better. And, um, I'm always grateful for everybody who supports the show, um, numbers have slowed down and whatnot, but I know people are still regularly listening, and I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. Um, and I feel like I landed in a place that could potentially somehow help me with that as well. And I completed one of my eight goals. And on top of that, there's a lot of, like, there's like four or five of those goals that are in play. Like, I'm working on them currently. Um, so, you know, I'm always trying to figure out my brain fog. Always. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I hope this was very interesting because as, as the host here of this show, <clears throat> I haven't, um, done a lot of solo, you know, by myself episodes in, in a good while, um, because I, I like to share, you know, the hot seat. I like to let other people shine and um, I like to just throw a little bit of my story in every episode every so often, even if it's, you know, verbatim a repeat of what I've already said, but you have all these conversations with others. Um, you don't, a lot of times you end up sharing similar stories, but I, I've been able to kind of throw myself, you know, I, I've been able to kind of like, um, you know, put myself out there and share my story throughout these, whatever this will be, 184 live this would be um and I want to say this I probably won't be saying the episode number anymore because I want to be able to just um change an episode out if I want to like this is going to be hard for me to take out another episode and then replace it with this one so I'm going to have to go back and change some of the intros and go hey this is episode this and this is episode and so I'm just I might just stop saying the number altogether just to make it easier and just in case if I have to. Because I don't normally um, do this, but I thought this was so applicable to sit down and, and tell you what has happened to me over the past four months. But just how this year has been very taxing. Um, but how there's just this surgence of energy and, and positiveness that is kind of running through me now. Um, and I'm still dealing with my eyes. I'm still, I had a minor procedure done, another electrocution on my eyelids. And I've had, um, yeah, multiple problems. It just, you know, there's always something bothering me, chronic pain-wise. My knees been bothering me. Just always something. Um, but I keep on keeping on. And that's that's what matters the most. Um, and I still have my, a few down days and, and whatnot. Um, but those four months off really rejuvenated me. And I showed my whole story on TikTok and it was a four month journey of being a person with a vision problem, a person with a disability, a person with mental health, a person with chronic pain who lost their job. And most people, or I wouldn't say most people, but some people would look at that and go, wow, well, at least you had a job. 
right? You're visually impaired. Who the hell is going to hire you? And then within like two and a half months, finding a new job. And then after a month and a half and all the wait and all that, obtaining a new one, working it and becoming an integral part of the system and, and being in a job where everything good that the other company provided, this company does as well, like benefits and time off and all that. And then they give me more and they give me everything. Those eight and a half years, they gave me everything that I wanted in the eight and a half years at the other company. Um, to the point where I just was like, I don't, I don't know about accepting a new computer or this and that. Like, I, I just, I'm fine with bringing my own. And they're like, no, we, we want to get you one. And it's like, I don't know how to accept things like that. Cause I'm not used to, other than my mother and my grandmother, I don't know how to accept that kind of kindness. Um, because so much wrongdoing has been done upon me. And so, you know, I'm where I need to be. And I'm very, very thankful for all that. Um, I want to make sure I didn't forget anything before I kind of <clears throat> bring this episode to a close. Because, like I said, so much has happened. And I've done episodes along the way throughout that time. And you, I think I've even mentioned it in a few episodes about being fired. But I never mentioned why or how. Um, and I never talked about the new job. Um, I just haven't. And actually, I don't think I've done an episode while being hired. So I, it's been some weeks since I've, I've probably close to a month since I've even done an episode. You guys don't know that, but I like to break down the fourth wall. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I'm, I'm hoping this helps people, the podcast in general, but just what I'm telling you because you've been here and I've told you a lot of my story and I've brought along a lot of great people and that's not going to change or anything. I have another probably 10 episodes done after this. I'm just saying, I, I just hope this helps somebody to know that like, look, man, I've come a long fucking way. I really have. I've evolved so much and I have a long way to go, but how long I have to go is much shorter than how long I've come. If that makes sense. If I didn't have brain fog, I could probably make that sound uh, more intelligent. But whatever. Um, and so uh, it's leaps and bounds. Like how far I've come. And I am going to do the, you know, proverbial little pet on the back. Um, because I do deserve it. And I and I am very hard on myself, but man, this was so therapeutic this whole time and, and everything led up to this. And all this is going to lead up to something else. Um, and I, I just have a lot more faith, man, and things are going to work out. I really, really do. And, and, and don't get me wrong, there's a part of me that's still saying, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever, yeah, hypocrite, please, deep down, you... You think it's all going to end soon, and, and and that's true. But the majority of me is, is much more strengthened and, and um, just heightened to, to everything. And I'm, I'm just, as much as I, I hate to continue to keep fighting, I know I have to. And I know my voice matters, and I know who I am, what I've become is needed in times like this and what we're going through. Um, so I appreciate y'all for being on this journey with me, 
for everything and any support. Again, please go out there and share the podcast and, and, and whatever you can. Um, and you, you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at my blurred opinion. It should be easy because you're listening to the podcast. So, yeah. Um, and I pretty much illustrated my whole four and a half months on TikTok. Of just or four months, whatever it is, and I'm still posting every day. I haven't stopped posting, but I was doing a mental health blog every day and just kept putting, just letting people know how I was feeling. I showed every emotion on there. Um, you get to see videos and pictures of Bullet, and you get to see a lot of other things, just really um, deep topics and my passion for a lot of different things. Um, you even get to see my Timberland collection, which is one of the more latest videos. <clears throat> but anyway, I want to get out of here. I just want to go relax. I have to go back to work tomorrow. Again, this is Christmas, so I am off. But tomorrow I go back to work. <sighs> Excuse me. I'll leave that in. I ain't no editing around, y'all. Um, But yeah, everything's good. And um, could things be better? Sure. But things could be a whole hell of a lot worse. So... Um, I'm kind of invigorated and just ready to fight. I know I, I seem kind of somber and just chill. It's just, I'm kind of sleepy. And just the fact that just, um, you know, I, I'm, a lot of my energy is elsewhere. And so right now I'm just, I'm just, just chilling with you guys and just letting you know what has happened. So, all right, y'all, I appreciate you all again. And, um, I love y'all very much and I hope you all have a good week I hope you had a good 2024, and if not, um, or excuse me, 2023, excuse me, Jesus. I hope you have a better 2024, even if you did have a good 2023. Um, but yeah, see y'all, and uh, be back next week. All right, y'all. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.